Welcome to Access College on KPFK 90.7 Los Angeles, a show devoted to helping students and families get better information about college admissions and better access to higher education. I'm your host, Jenny Umhofer. Today's show is part of a series that takes a closer look at college admissions from several very specific perspectives. Today's perspective, the arts. For students with talents in the visual and performing arts, the college admissions process is not just about the SAT, the grades, or the essay. It's about showcasing your gifts as an artist. We'll be talking with several people with inside knowledge about the admissions process for artsy college applicants. Today on Access College, the art of admissions. When people think of college, they often think of libraries and labs, classrooms and quads, but many colleges and universities also feature a vibrant art scene, robust academic offerings in world music, modern dance, sculpture, and filmmaking. An application for admission to these arts programs is different from a typical college application, and every young artist who wishes to pursue a college program in the arts needs to understand the unique elements of arts admissions. Some 20 years ago, I was a young artist pursuing my passion. As a dance major at UCLA and later in a Master of Fine Arts program at the American Conservatory Theater, I loved the combination of artistic exploration and academic rigor. Those experiences informed my admissions work at UCLA's School of the Arts and Architecture, where I helped hundreds of students through the arts admissions process. I recently spoke with a student who just completed the arts admissions process. Quinn Martin graduated this year from the L.A. County High School for the Arts. He is an accomplished filmmaker who is starting his college career this fall in the film program at San Francisco Art Institute. I'm here today with Quinn Martin, who is now in the twilight of his high school career at LOXA, the Los Angeles High School for the Arts. Quinn is a filmmaker whose work has been featured in several prominent film festivals. This year he applied to and was accepted to several well-known college film programs. So, Quinn, why filmmaking? I think film is the only art that encompasses everything. It encompasses acting, music, just a visual storytelling, it really everything as a whole in a really true collaboration sense is put into the film process, and I, I think that's what really attracts me to that. I think that my work really can speak to anyone. Uh, no matter what age you are, what background, where you're from, I think that you can take something out of it. And I always try and approach a process with that in mind, with uh, trying to reach everyone as wide of an audience as possible. So I just had a film, a documentary actually, that I did a year ago. It was a documentary where I followed my grandfather after he flipped his car seven times on the freeway. And I followed him to the hospital. Wow. And I uh, premiered that at my school's film festival, which is the Moondance Film Festival. And it was just awesome to see everyone's reaction and everyone take something different from that film and that situation. What made you choose LOXA over other high schools? <laughs> LOXA, how can I put this? LOXA is like an artist zoo. It's just a crazy place. It's a place where students can come and be as crazy and as just 
just brutal as they want in their art and academics. The nice thing about the academic teachers are they are artists themselves, even though they are they might be mathematicians oh, or they might be you know political science buffs. Uh, they have some sort of theater or music or dance or some sort of arts background. At what point did you realize you wanted to pursue filmmaking at the college level? I think that was last year. Actually, after I showed my film, A Day with Grandpa, the, the documentary, at seeing everyone's reaction and seeing how powerful of a medium film is and seeing that I can do this and I, I can create a successful piece of work that I'm completely proud of. Uh, that was the first time that it showed in front of an audience and I, I didn't cringe at my own work and I didn't notice like, oh, that, that little part, that w- but I wish I could go back and, and do this and change this and change the music or edit this. At the beginning of my, of my junior year, I had a huge list of all of the colleges that I wanted to go to that I was researching. And I, I was like, this is my list. This is the list that I'm applying to. I'm not changing it. And I think over the course of that year up until now, I've just, that list has changed maybe 30 times. I applied to Wesleyan, Bennington College, NYU Early Decision, San Francisco Art Institute, Pratt, and CalArts. The arts application process uh, has been a lot of focusing on okay, how am I going to nail this audition? How am I going to get this portfolio film done? How am I going to edit? I need to edit this cut uh, by this date. Whereas uh, some of my other friends are just focused on, okay, well, I need to buff up this essay or I need to like, uh, you know, just make sure my GPA is right. So why college though? What do you hope to get out of pursuing filmmaking at the college level? I think not just uh, the connections. I think that's a, that's, something that people uh, have preconceived notions about, that going to college for film is all about connection and it's all about, you know, uh, just, like, getting work. But I, I think it's, it is that, and I completely agree, it is about connections and it is about creating relationships in the industry. But I think it, it is about uh, finding your voice. It's about uh, finding what you want to say and how you want to say it. Having been through the application process now, what advice would you give someone who's just starting to think about pursuing an arts program in college? Um, just make sure that you really want to do it. Just you have to be so committed to go through this process and patient, but I think those go hand in hand, patience and uh, commitment. Uh, I don't think you can have one without the other. Honestly, I don't know what I would do without the arts. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Quinn. I really appreciate having you on the show. That was Quinn Martin, a budding young filmmaker who's starting college this fall at San Francisco Art Institute. the experts. I sat down with three professionals who specialize in arts admissions. Laura Young is the Director of Enrollment Management at UCLA's School of the Arts and Architecture. Lisa Colt is the Assistant Principal at LA County High School for the Arts. And Claire Joy is the Director of Recruitment at the California Institute of the Arts, or CalArts. For everyone, what is the value of an arts education? I'd say I'm, I'm fortunate enough to 
be a, an administrator at an arts high school. So when you bring a population of 600 kids who all have this extreme passion for, you know, one of the arts areas, it just builds an incredible community of people. And the thinking, um, teaching, and learning that happen in that environment is pretty awesome. Um, you know, students really um, bring their arts into their academics, and they are able to be very critical thinkers. Um, and that's what companies and businesses are looking for. I think just working at CalArts, you know, we're, we're quite well known for the character animation program. This year we'll have about 11% acceptance rate. So it's a very competitive program to get into. And it's remarkable to see the students that have spent hours and hours drawing and drawing and drawing every day. It's just such a dedication to the work and really being able to see their ability to be from such a young age so focused. So I think a lot of times there's a misperception about artists going to college and it just being this very nonchalant, creative experience with no rigor. And here we have students as young as eight that are in these drawing classes trying to hone in on their um, skills to get into CalArts or any program really for that matter. I, I was just going to add, um, you know, we have kids that, that leave LOXA and go on to very prestigious universities, conservatories. Um, they are very focused on one particular art form. We have other students who are multi-talented, and so they're involved in theater and dance and film. Um, and we have many kids going to colleges that offer programs where they can focus on all of those, you know, so they can get very creative with their major. I asked Laura and Claire about the differences between the admissions process at a university versus a conservatory setting. Here's what they had to say. In a university program at a liberal arts institution where there are many different kinds of majors, arts majors, non-arts majors, it can definitely vary. Some schools will not have a supplemental process. They won't ask for a portfolio or anything of that sort. They may have an option to do it. There are but then some schools will. There might be a professional program within the larger scope of the university where they are going to take that creative portion into greater consideration. So it's going to be a sliding scale. Typically within a, uh, a school that has academic programs and also arts programs, the academics are probably going to weigh a little bit more in that process in addition to the school that offers a supplement. Well, we have a professional school for the visual and performing arts programs, so we do ask for an audition or a portfolio, and that's actually what drives the application process. We do take academics into consideration, but we're not as tough as general campus. Um, <laughs> general campus for admitted freshmen is pushing a 4.2, 4.3 average GPA, which sometimes scares our prospective art students. But we can we have a lot more flexibilities just as long as a student meets the minimum eligibility requirement for the UC, which is a 3.0, and they pass that portfolio or audition review with our faculty, then we can admit them. In general, I think across all art schools, that academic portion is really important to all of us, maybe with the exception of conservatories, because academics show us, the admissions committee, that you can be strong across all areas, that it's an overall indicator of success. So you might not be doing too hot in the chemistry class, but you at least want to pass it. CalArts is a direct entry school, so you apply directly to your program. Um, one thing that's interesting, too, is that we actually don't require the SAT or ACT scores. And there is no GPA minimum. 
So that being said, if a student comes in under a certain GPA, it's red flagged and it gets reviewed for a second time. Um, but the portfolio or audition is the most critical thing. If we're looking below a 2.5, right. 2.0, somewhere in that range. Um, there'd be some cause for just question review. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, the portfolio and the audition are the most important thing for getting into CalArts, and the admissions process is extremely competitive. For the portfolio, um, we have very specific guidelines for each of the programs. So within you know, fine arts, it's 15 to 20 pieces. Because we're direct entry and there isn't a foundation year, we're really looking for the student's work. So they might be in an AP class in the high school program. They might have assignments that they're helping to assist them in developing their skills. But what we really want to see are more of the students' ideas behind their work. What are their concepts? What's the type of work that they would want to make? Um, And less so observational drawings. We generally don't want to see uh, still lifes, anything that has that kind of academic drawing work. To be or not to be, that is the question. Claire and Laura gave us some insights into the audition process for actors and dancers at CalArts and UCLA. And then in the performing arts, we have an audition process within our BFA acting program. It's required to do a live audition. We host them in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. And they are two pieces that we ask for that are two minutes each, one Shakespeare and one contemporary playwright, ideally very contrasting in nature. And then the third one is up to the student's choice, and they don't often ask for it, but if they do, you should be prepared for it. So one of the my big tips about auditioning is for the students, um, believe it or not, it's quite common that students will just Google, you know, 2013 best monologues for a female or 2014, you know, whatever it is, uh, best monologues for young adults. And they have these great monologues, but they don't understand them in the context of the entire play or the playwright. And really, in order to embody the full role of that character, I would really encourage students to understand the playwright in the context of when they were making their work, and also who is that character that they are writing, you know, who is behind that character, and that helps them to relax more and and be more embodied in the audition process. Also, dance with, again, same thing, we do live auditions. You can also submit a videotape if if you're not able to attend an in-person audition, and it's usually about two hours long. We do a ballet bar, you know, Ron de Jean's, to all of the all of the uh, ballet bar moves, and then we do a contemporary piece across the floor, usually involving uh, modern choreography. Um, it isn't necessarily to provide a solo or to be prepared for that. It's a group audition. You don't audition individually. We kind of do things a little bit backwards, where students turn in their academic information first and their portfolio or audition second, but the portfolio and audition is reviewed first, and then the faculty make admission recommendations back to general campus, and then general campus sees if the students meet minimum UC eligibility, and if they do, they do not get involved in the admissions process. It's remarkable when you allow students to really be able to express themselves as individuals and create that platform to underscore the value of what it is to come into terms with all these different societal things that we're working on through art as the medium. I think that selecting the university college conservatory is such a personal choice. It has to be a good fit for the student. 
And so it usually begins with um, kids having a meeting with a guidance counselor and doing what every guidance counselor does. <laughs> you know, what, what are things that you're looking for in a school? What are things that are important to you? Um, urban, rural, large, small, you know, all of that. And then um, some students really want to hone in and, and go to more of a conservatory-style program uh, where they're focused really on one art. Others want to focus on multi-different interests. And one of the things we always encourage, too, is, is that's a time of your life where all the doors and windows should be open and to take advantage of opportunities, you know, at um, wherever you pursue so that you can maybe take an art history class and fall in love with it. <laughs> I will say that in terms of support, we have wonderful arts chairs at our school, and each of them are quite well-versed in their craft. They do a lot of networking. They have a lot of connections, and they're very, very, you know, they're, they're fantastic in terms of working with the kids and setting them up with some possible schools that might be the best fit for them. While live auditions are the heart of the performing arts application, the portfolio is at the core of the visual arts admissions process. The portfolio review process varies from school to school. We're similar to CalArts in that we're looking for students who have a very strong personal voice. We want to know why you're making your artwork in addition to how you're executing it via technique. So the idea behind it, because we actually have all of our faculty together in a panel, so you might have a ceramics professor who fights really hard for a sculptor or a sculpture professor who fights really hard for a photographer. So that overlying idea and how you develop the narrative for, for the faculty, how are you going to kind of take them on this, on this journey in 10 pieces because we ask for 10 how are you going to show them who you are? So it isn't just about showing off technique, like one drawing, one painting, one sculpture, one jewelry piece. It's more about kind of presenting the larger idea thematically. Can you talk a little bit more about what the artist statement is? Sure. So the artist statement, a great artist statement, is a young student that's able to put in perspective and in context where they are in their own art making process, and then also where they see themselves in the broader context of what's happening currently with an art. Um, historically, some references, who are artists that inspire you? What do you like in their work? What have you maybe borrowed from their work? What has influenced your work? Um, where are you in your own process? Where do you see yourself going with your work? Why are you applying to school? You know, why, why go to CalArts to study? Why go to UCLA? Tell us why you're interested in, in these curriculums and how they would benefit the work that you hope to make. So walk us through the actual application process. When do you submit your application? When does the audition happen? So typically the UC application is filed in November. Supplemental materials, which include extra academic information, the artist statement, the portfolio, the audition material, is collected in the months of December and January. And then auditions are usually scheduled in January, February. Our early application, which is non-binding, is due December 3rd. Our primary deadline is uh, January 3rd. After students submit their applications, they can then register for an audition. I think the more feedback that you can get as a high school student, the variety of feedback, seeking that out. Um, I mean, even even in online forums, honestly, I mean, it's it's sort of a morass at a certain point, but sites like DeviantArt or Tumblr, or you can actually get great critical information and you can understand more about how your work is 
being viewed by the marketplace. And that's essential if you want to go on to a work to be a working artist. A working artist, a successful one, is going to understand the business angle and the marketplace that they're going to be going into. I've seen graduates go on to professional programs, post-bac programs in law, in medicine, in business. I've seen people become entrepreneurs. I know someone out of actually one of my old classmates. I came out of a fine arts undergraduate degree who's a venture capitalist now. So it's whatever you want to go ahead and do, it does not make your arts experience or education any less valid if you're not doing exactly what you do when you graduate. There's been a huge shift in uh, job openings in the arts. Kids not don't necessarily have to go if they're a dancer to be a choreographer. They can go um, into many different aspects. They can go in a management piece. They can go um, more in a technical piece. Um, and with technology uh, that has come out, there's been all kinds of avenues that have opened up. UCLA and CalArts, we've continued to produce some of the best artists coming out of Los Angeles. In 2012, we had 11 CalArts show at Sundance. So, you know, there are things like this that are happening. 64 films are selected and 11 were CalArts. You have to learn how to use the skills that you're gaining and, and see how they can be applied. And we have instances of students going completely into maybe arts and into entertainment law after being an artist. You know, they've gotten a taste for what it's like and they want to support that from a different place. You mentioned also patronage. Then they go on to do something else and they still support the arts through various other ways. Things to look out for are the NACAC, the PVA fairs, Performing Visual Arts Fairs. You can find that at NACAC.net, I believe. Um, and then PortfolioDay.net, which is the National Portfolio Day Association. If you would like one of your schools to look at your artwork and talk to you about how it fits into their portfolio requirements, those are great events to do. If you can visit a college, that's also welcomed. Many schools do shadow days or visit days where you can uh, take a tour of the school, meet with an admissions counselor, sit in on a class. Um, yeah, so that would that would be one thing I would recommend. And the other thing would be just to really do your research about accreditation for the school, find out if the school is accredited, what's their reputation, um, and understanding if it's the right fit for you. With many art schools, there's a, a foundation year, which is a generalized first year, or direct entry, which is what CalArts is. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. If you'd like to learn more about UCLA's arts programs, you can find them at arts.ucla.edu. The LA County High School for the Arts at lachsa.net and calarts at calarts.edu. I recently had the good fortune to run into another arts admissions expert at the Western Association for College Admissions Counseling Conference in San Jose. Ed Schoenberg is a veritable institution in college admissions circles, having held prominent positions at several well-known institutions, including Vice President of Enrollment Management at Otis College of Art and Design and Dean of Admission at Gonzaga University. Ed spoke eloquently about the extraordinary value of an arts education. An arts-based education is intellectually based. You're taking liberal arts courses, just like college students at any program, uh, so you're taking English, math, science, social science. It's a creative-based program, so you're using your own passions and creativity. It's a um, critique-based program, so you're going to learn, just like you have to do in the, uh, in the marketplace, how to uh, take criticism of your, of your work and use that to uh, improve it. 
You learn to work as an individual artist and designer within a, an arts education, and you also learn to collaborate. Um, and I think arts education now, more and more, is requiring students to be a part of society rather than apart from society in that uh, many, many colleges, including the Otis, is um, requiring our students to uh, be involved in um, community interaction where we're solving real life challenges. Our students are solving real life challenges using art and design. So I think it's a, a wonderful um, education and one in which, you know, my daughter graduated from art school with a BFA in, in graphic design and she didn't spend, you know, one day after she graduated living in our basement or, you know, um, unemployed. Uh, she is very employable and I have a son with a music degree that's also fully employed. Um, so we're examples of a, example of a family with uh, two uh, students that followed their uh, passions into art degrees and have made them work for a very ha happy and productive life. So I would say to all students, if that's where you're, if you were chosen by art, um, don't fight it. In a world where technology dominates and the economics seem to define success, it's easy to dismiss art as an unserious pursuit best suited for a few creative or tortured souls. But recent studies suggest there's far more to the arts than this. One study earlier this year suggested that college students who do creative things tend to be significantly happier and enjoyed substantial psychological benefits. A 2012 study showed that high school students who have access to the arts in or outside school tend to have better academic results, better workforce opportunities, and more civic engagement. The arts are clearly a positive and powerful influence in the lives of young people. But even if you're not a budding filmmaker or a Picasso in preparation, there's something to be learned from the arts admissions process. The key element of the arts admissions process is the opportunity to showcase your particular gift in a way that reveals who you are and what you have to offer the world. While it's easier to do in arts admissions, this kind of revelation, showing or telling something bold or meaningful about you, is what every student can and should strive for. The college admissions process is about communicating who you are and what your gifts are. Artist or not, embracing the challenge of showcasing your individuality is critical to a successful college application process. Tune in next Sunday at 1.30 p.m. as we discuss another perspective on the college admissions process, the science of admissions. I'd like to thank my guests, Quinn Martin, Laura Young, Lisa Colt, Claire Joy, Ed Schoenberg, as well as my assistant producer, Ashley Sim, and of course, my illustrious intern and editor, Colin Chalmers. If you'd like to learn more about my work with students and families, please visit thecollege.org. That's T-H-E-C-O-L-L-E-D-G-E dot -E -E org. This is your host, Jenny Umhofer, on Access College on KPFK 90.7 Los Angeles. Until next time.